Yo, yo, welcome everybody to yet another podcast. We're back with yet another episode. Your boy Thunmit, my boy Summit. And your boy as well. No, <laughs> no, I'm your boy and you're my boy. The listeners and me are boys and then you're my boy. <laughs> I guess we're all boys. <laughs> we all boys. That's just the way we roll. <laughs> oh man, it's another great day. We're here with another episode, chatting shit, yapping away. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. Can we talk about my favorite topic? Was that? Music. Music. That was my favorite topic Specifically, too, Specifically, we could get into hip-hop, we could talk about some other stuff. but We could talk about hip-hop, but can we talk about, for a second, how big you were into EDM throughout college and how annoying that was for all of us, your friends? Yeah. And- <laughs> Like guys, I'm going to Miami for Ultra. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, what the fuck is Summit going through in his life? What listen, is this listen, shit? listen. Let me let me explain that a little bit. <laughs> and he would send us so, tracks, but listen to this. Wait for the drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, look. Let me explain. Let's that talk about a that bit. first. Then we'll talk about hip hop. So should I start there? Yeah, start there. I feel there. like that's not that that would what come up later. The in the fuck happened? Um, what was her name? That got you into EDM. <laughs> to be honest with you, it wasn't a person. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. No. How did it happen one day? So, just like... Okay, so I grew up listening to hip-hop, mm-hmm. right? That's what I grew up on. Okay. Then for me, hip-hop got to a point of repetitiveness, right? The content, the uh, the artists that were putting out music, yeah. it just got very repetitive. It got, in a way, like somewhat boring. Like What time uh, frame are we talking about? Like what? This is like early 2000s, mid 2000s? Okay, so... I'm going to say that I was first introduced to the EDM genre as a junior in high school. Okay. This was 2003 to 2004. Gotcha. Okay. And it was because there was like a wave of diesel jeans, Armani exchange, (laughs) right? Like that look was quintessential in my high school. The blowout hair. Yeah. That whole like... The Argyle sweater. Right. Exactly. Right. (laughs) And then eventually Ed Hardy and all that. Yeah. Um... That's what my high school looked like predominantly, right? So more people at that point were listening to EDM, right? They were going to clubs. They were going to wherever to go and listen to these DJs, right? Yeah. When did EDM come about? Like, how old is EDM? I don't even know. I I don't know shit about EDM. So it didn't start as EDM, right? Mm -hmm. There were some subgenres well, they're now subgenres of EDM, but yeah. things like techno, house, trance, yeah. trance, like all that stuff has been around for yeah, a while. Tribal, yeah. uh, progressive, whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. Like okay. These subgenres were kind of they just existed in the world in like yeah. these niche pockets, right? Right. Europe and shit mainly. Predominantly Europe yeah. uh, in a lot of ways, but also other parts of the world too. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and then for what, uh, like there's some big names too, like Tiesto, Armin Van Buren, right. Uh, uh, I can't even remember the, all the DJs anymore. Like I'm so past that. Yeah. In my life. <laughs> uh, but I remember my first CD that I bought. Yeah. Was there's a DJ in New York City who used to play at um, I'm forgetting the name of the club. I think it was Webster Hall or something like that. Or there was another club that people used to go to that ended up getting closed down. Okay. They, or ended up getting shut down. Uh, people used to go there to go listen. To, oh, it was Pasha. Okay. Or it's Pasha now. I forget what it was before. Um, but they used to go to the city, right? To go yeah. and listen. And uh, Jonathan Peters is one of the uh, yeah. DJs that was 
performing in these clubs back then, and he had a somewhat pretty good name, right? Yeah. Like, was, was it weird? Well but, but like, was it weird for you as a sick kid showing up to these concerts? I wasn't going to these concerts. Oh, you weren't. No, okay. no. Okay. My exposure was. But you've been. Limited. You've been to like all. Was it Ultra? Is that what's Later called? in yeah. life. Like, yeah, this is yeah. high school I'm talking about, right? Oh, okay, so, gotcha. as I got into college and. You started getting big into it. Well, college was a little bit different, right? Yeah. Because you meet so many different people. Yeah. And everybody's into different things. I'm just a fan of music in general, yeah. right? So, I'll listen to anything that somebody sends me and I'll find, like, yeah. the goodness in it, right? Yeah, like, yeah. No matter what genre it is. I'm not like that. Except I'm for so country fuck music. Your trash music. <laughs> hey, except I love for, country music. Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Okay, up until Friday, you didn't even know who that was. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, or Saturday, whatever. But I can't get into country music. I just okay. can't relate to that yeah. sound, the lyrics, or any any of the content, right? Yeah. Um, but so I grew up listening, like I said, listening to listening to hip hop yeah. because I think hip hop has those elements that immigrants or people from immigrant families can relate to, right? Yeah. That struggle, right? Eventually, your love for EDM died. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, so it was because of the what, or I would say it happened because of what the culture became for EDM. What was that? So me just being a fan of music, right? You go to these festivals or concerts and all, I'm only there to hear the music, right? Yeah. And the dynamic of a, a DJ's like presence, right? That, yeah. that That aura that the DJ has or whatever, right? Yeah. But the, I'm really there for the music. But every other person around me was basically there for like, Oh, we're gonna get fucked up, or we're gonna listen yeah. to this. We're gonna take some Molly. We're gonna pop a pill. And we, yeah, I'm everybody's just like, tripping on acid and shit. Yeah, I was like, yo, why is that? Why you're here? <laughs> so, like, it probably is, sounds different. This is when supplemental you're on to acid. your drug yeah, use. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is not. You're not here for like paying a hundred dollars a ticket for the actual show. You're just yeah. here for it to provide you with uh, <laughs> music you for know, your trip. Yeah, sonic experience <laughs> during your trip. Like, what exactly yeah, is I'm, happening? But I'm sure it's magical. <laughs> Yeah, so then uh, once I realized where that culture for EDM was headed, I You're just, like, it, it became hard for me to relate to the music again. Yeah. Right? And I can still listen to some stuff, but I don't, it doesn't resonate with me the way it used to. Like, I used yeah. to, like, really appreciate the production value of, of EDM, right? That's where my love for the EDM yeah. came from. Like, the progression of how a track starts, where the vocals kick in, where the big drop is, right? Yeah. That's what you were talking about earlier when I would send people music. Yeah. <laughs> be like, yo, this is dope track. Like, yeah. this is a dope track. Listen to this. Check it you out. You can tell you were really into the music. Yeah, I was. It, yeah. I'm, when it comes to not music so, in general, but you there can wasn't hear so much enthusiasm. culture around it, or the culture around it was not so appealing, I guess. It was, yeah. So that's it, what it's coming down to. Right. These shows at that point, by the time I started going to shows or yeah. festivals, they were already happening for quite a few years yeah, like, yeah, around yeah. the world, around the country. Yeah. But I. The first time I actually went to one was yeah. in you, the first time uh, Electric Daisy Carnival, which is like a big deal in other parts of the world, yeah. came to New York. Or it, it was held at, uh, was it, uh, what's now MetLife Stadium, yeah. Meadowlands Park, where the Giants and Jets play. Mm-hmm. That was my first experience to one of these things. Oh, okay. Right? So having witnessed that and being like, yo, this is actually really cool. There's four or five different stages. If I don't like the music here, I can go over there. You know, yeah. that concept was cool to me. That it's like, being a live radio, you know what I mean? Like, you can yeah. pick and choose what you want to listen to. Yeah, yeah, But at that point, like, because I'm one of those people who looks into music, does their research, I knew who all the big artists were, what the big songs were. Like, I was into it at that point. Yeah. Musically, I was into it. Um, but having gone to those events is kind of what led me astray from it. Gotcha. Right? 
because it became more about what people could do in terms of their drug use yeah, and less about the music. music. Yeah. And the music that I did enjoy started to go cross genre. Like, right, right, I right. really like trance by itself. And I like house by itself. Yeah. But when I feel like DJ started to do this like combination of trance and house and started calling it trouts. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, this is too much for me. I, I really don't even know the difference between like, them, but we don't have to go over that. I mean, I can I don't know how to explain the difference to you, honestly. It's, it's You're more like, of listen, a sonic thing, it's <laughs> versus mm, 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 mm. It's like, ah, cool. <laughs> yeah. You nailed it on the head. Yeah. There you go. For any listeners out there who are still confused, right, replay that fuck, back. Fuck, let's stop fucking talking about EDM for a second. Let's talk about what we both love, hip-hop. Yes, let's talk about and hip-hop. how we got introduced to hip-hop. Yeah. What sparked our love for hip-hop. Do you want to start with that? How you, like what, how you got introduced to hip-hop? Yeah, I can start with that. My story, my introduction to hip-hop is very interesting. I moved to America in the year 2000. So right after Y2K, we're all like, fuck, yeah, we survived yeah. <laughs> the millennium. We moved to America in the year 2000. Um, and uh, the year after, in 2001, I went back to Kuwait to visit for the summer to visit my dad. And um, I guess my introduction to hip-hop when, uh, when I moved to America in the year 2000 was very surface level you know i was i was just hearing whatever was on the radio in the school bus or uh you know here and there but i or whatever was on tv but yeah. like i wasn't really exposed to it that much it was when i went back to kuwait the next summer in the summer of 2001 as a 13 or 14 year old kid and i felt like the shit you know i felt like oh i've been to america i live in america now and so I know hip hop or I know music. And um, I was in the market in Kuwait and I walk into this store that sells cassettes, CDs, things like that. And there's this obviously this Kuwaiti Arabic guy that's working, working the desk. And um, I just look, look at him and I'm like, hey, do you have any new hip hop? Like what's popular right now? And he just points me to this one cassette of Tupac. Uh, for his album until the end of time and i'm like oh, okay cool cool i pick it up i pretend like i know what the fuck i'm picking up or who the fuck tupac is or what the hell this is gonna be like, i think i must have used the word rap to him i was like yo do you have any rap cds and he's how'd like, you say it what with what language oh and Eng i mean well, i was speaking english he did i don't think he spoke that much english so he was just kind of like oh rap uh <laughs> you know? So it wasn't Hindi or anything, right? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was Kuwait, so it's not even India. So I pick up this Tupac cassette. Uh, oh, I also picked up one more cassette. I picked up Shaggy's album, you know, the famous album. That it wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> um, I picked those two up and I go back to my place. I'm home alone. My family has, my dad has this like, giant boom box with like, you know, the speakers, it's, it's like silver or whatever. Um, and uh, I pop this shit in, side A, which kids these days don't even know what the fuck side A, side B is. But <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what a cassette looks like <laughs> What a cassette looks like. But I put it in side A, I put it in, and I hit, I turn the shit all the way up, I hit play, and the speakers go wild. It's just like, dun, 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 dun. 
that's how until the end of the time starts with Ballad of a Dead Soldier. We're gonna put that in the podcast. We just play that song there for two seconds, just so people get that experience. Yeah. <laughs> but like, and holy shit, and he starts rapping, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I listen to the entire cassette in one sitting. It's like it's a lot of songs on there. I think it's more than twelve tracks or something. Yeah. Um, because it's two sides. And I did not stop listening to that cassette all summer. That whole summer I was in Kuwait, listened to that entire cassette back to front every day till I had majority of the songs memorized. And that's how I learned how to rap. I learned how to rap by just rapping along to Tupac until the end of time, the entire album. And mind you, I'm like 14 years old screaming, money over bitches, M.O.B. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and so then when I came back to America in 2001, that fall, like, my first week in school, probably September 11th happens. And now I'm, like, in this world where, one, I'm new to this country, two, I look funny, three, everybody thinks Osama Bin Laden's my dad, four... I go from being a really cool kid in Kuwait, like, you know, everybody knows me, I'm super charismatic, super, like, life of the party, clown, class clown, all that, to now, like, nobody fucking knows who I am. Yeah. And I, and I basically saw hip-hop as my saving grace, as, like, something that would help me rebrand myself. Connect to the new country. Connect to this new country. Connect to this connect to the kids here and kind of prove my coolness to a certain extent, right? Yeah. And then not to mention a year or two later, like all this other shit starts happening. So like there's a lot of trauma uh traumatizing stuff that's happening at the same time. Like my parents just got divorced. My family went from being like four of us and we're being very well off to now it's just me, my mom, and my brother, and we're struggling to get by because we don't know where the, like, we're in this new country. We don't know how, like, what we're supposed to do. So me and my brother go out and get jobs. My mom goes out and gets a job. There's all this traumatizing shit happen, happening, and uh, there's also people, you know, calling you names, trying to pick fights with you, shit like that. Yeah. And so all this pain and suffering really found its outlet in hip-hop. And hip-hop sort of welcomed me with open arms and let me express what I was feeling inside. And, like, even the first song that I wrote was, like, about what was happening with my family. Like, the first ever rap lyric I wrote. Right. Um, so, yeah. And then after that, as they say, rest is history. I mean, after that, I just... Fell in love with hip hop. I was listening to a lot of Jay Z. I was listening to a lot of Eminem. I was listening to a lot of um, Immortal Technique. I was listening to a lot of uh, who else was I listening to? Nas, um, some Talib Kweli, a lot of Common, some Mostaf. Um, those were like my main main major influences. Yeah. When I got to college, I discovered Lupe Fiasco. Right. Uh, and that was fucking life changing too. Right, right. So and yeah, so you've never really like veered out of hip hop as a genre, like like I did with EDM. Like you've stayed in that lane. Basically I've always been time. exposed to a lot of different things. Like I, I love uh, Kavali music. I love Sufi music. Like listening to Nusrat and right. Rahat and Wadali Brothers and all that stuff is like a big part of me. Um, 
uh, I I like to I like to see what's out in pop music, you know, and I'll, I'll listen to that a little bit. I listen to a little bit of country music, right? Um, and now this there's this new like urban desi market. I listen to a lot of that now. Right, right. But yeah, I, I like to. I, oh, I'm big into R and B. Like that was a big. I mean, that's part. still somewhat like a sub- somewhat hip hop. Yeah, yeah. R and B and soul is a big part of what what I listen to. Like a lot of Alicia Keys, Boys to Men, One Twelve, uh, Mariah Carey, Nora Jones. Yeah, a lot of these are throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I grew up on. The kids these days don't know. They don't know Half of those shit. Like, <laughs> like Keith Sweat. Or yeah. like Jodeci. Casey and JoJo. Yeah, Casey and JoJo. Jagged Edge. Oh, man. Cisco. <laughs> just, we're just going to start naming every artist yeah. ever. <laughs> but yeah, and then I started making music. Yeah. And then that really made me... That really gave me an opportunity to be an even bigger part of the culture. you know. Right. So then I started really being following the culture more um i guess more seriously yeah so then i was looking to see okay how are people getting their music out where are people getting beats from how do you write rap songs you know what makes a good hook things like that and then performing was like really my my thing like that was oh man that's just like a adrenaline rush like i loved performing in front of audiences Small, that's what gave you like the validation yes yeah, yeah. that's cool i get that tell me right, what's your hip-hop story what, like how take me to the day so I, i've been thinking about this actually because i was trying to remember where it all where it all came from how it yeah. all started and, and i actually remember now specifically oh you do so okay. I, all right let me just say like music's been in my life my entire life yeah, right? yeah like yeah. since i've been able to walk yeah like i have my parents have whole videos of me literally dancing yeah to any song that would ever come on but yeah. it was mostly punjabi music right yeah, Mokit yeah. Singh back in the day right? same 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 so literally like there's me like doing laps of <laughs> dancing in every whole video yeah. and pictures and stuff and I forgot about that part of my life, right? Can like, I tell you something funny? Yeah. Me and three other kids dressed up as four Delaire Mendes <laughs> when we were in elementary school and fucking did Tunuk Tunuk. <laughs> yeah, I will pay you for those pictures <laughs> yeah, or those videos. Yeah, if I have that photo somewhere, I'll show it to you. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so like I love to dance. So music was, I always felt the music. Yeah. Right. And growing up, I was always listening to mostly, I guess mostly we were listening to like Bollywood music because my parents would watch a lot of movies or Punjabi music. Yeah. Uh, but the Punjabi music was more old school, right? Like the yeah. stuff that my dad used to listen to or my par- my both like, my parents used to listen to a What's while popular ago. then? Like, um, so like they grew up in the age of like... B21? Surinder Core. Oh, even older. I okay, mean, okay. well, I obviously by the time I was born, I don't know if she was yeah. still around or not, but like, like performing. Yeah. Uh, but I do remember like... Asa Singh Mastana, people like that. I, I mean, for me, Bilkit Singh, Hira Brothers, yeah, yeah, right? like yeah. that kind of genre of Punjabi music or that era of yeah. Punjabi the music. Yeah, the UK, the big UK burst. A lot of it time. was UK, yeah. Yeah. Um, and for, like for like I said, like for me, my musical connection was just music purely because of what I was feeling from the music, Yeah. right? It wasn't, I didn't feel internally like you did to like that catalyst for I want to be a part of this world. Yeah. It was always just like, you know, I really love this. Yeah. Like, yeah. And to even today, I feel that. like that's music is basically what defines me in a lot of ways. Right. Like for both of us, I think it's yeah. like, I feel like I think sometimes people think that I'm way too much into music. Like I get that feeling. From oh yeah. People, right. Yeah. I've had past relationships where, where 
where they thought that about yeah. me. They're like, uh, you rely on music way too much. Like, you need to just have your own thoughts or whatever. I'm just right, like, right. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I remember we went to a, a party out in Long Island one time. Yeah. Right? Punjabi party. Yeah. So you know how Punjabi parties are in general, yeah. right? Like there's always DJs, yeah. dance floor. It was a, it was a legitimate party, huge party. It was at somebody's house though. Okay. And they did it like outside of their backyard. Okay. And I remember Mo Money Mo Problems came on. Oh shit. <laughs> right. And I was like, they played what? that at this party. It was like you know towards the end of the yeah, night, yeah. like you know how they switch it up. <laughs> Only like, the yeah. young people are left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like casually walking around the dance floor. Yeah. I'm not a big dancer at this point in my life, yeah. right? Like that was more me when I was young, and then yeah. again as I got older. But uh, I heard more money, more problems for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, what oh, shit. is this? <laughs> right? Like I stood there and I listened. I like I like was in awe. At, yeah. like what i was hearing like the energy of the song yeah. the like vocal cal uh cadence like yeah. everything right like the whole like obviously i don't know what these things are yeah. but that's what i like i was feeling and experiencing it, yeah. this level of music for yeah. the first time right it was insanely dynamic the things like Punjabi music they kind of fall into uh steady rhythms right like meaning yeah. like it, it's hard to be a variant in those in, in that specific world of uh, yeah. of music right that genre of music Punjabi the other thing is also like even though we grew up in Punjabi households not everything that was being sung in Punjabi songs made sense to us right. because I, at least I could say that for myself my Punjabi vocabulary was not that amazing back then to be able to understand what was being sung yeah but if it was in English Same. like if it was a rap song I can comprehend every word for the right. most part and i can hear the story being told right and i think it's important that you mention that because it's it's important to note that we grew up well i grew up english speaking first right right then me, learning uh, Punjabi, me too, to a certain extent right? yeah so i well up until maybe six seven years ago yeah i couldn't read or write Punjabi. oh shit i had to teach myself yeah yeah, yeah. i taught myself too right so it's like I mean, I haven't really been practicing enough, but I yeah. could still do it. Like slowly, yeah. I could still read it. Read it. I don't obviously write it, but uh, reading it, and obviously, there's a lack of understanding too. But anyway, yeah. Going back to what I was trying to say earlier was that so more money, this more was, problems comes this on. This was a on new, completely new sound. Yeah. Right. And I had the ability at this point to memorize some lyrics, right? Yeah. So I remember what they were saying in the song. Yeah. And I had to go somehow. <laughs> you couldn't Shazam it. No, I couldn't Shazam it. <laughs> I couldn't Google it. You Google didn't Google exist it. back then. <laughs> yeah. right? I had to go around asking people. Oh, shit. Because the song, at this point, the song is done. Right? Song, song is, is over. over. Song, yeah. Next song is playing now. Yeah. Right? I need to know what that first song was. Yeah. I'm not even paying attention to what else yeah, is playing yeah. after this, right? Because <laughs> I'm so captivated now. Yeah. They're they're already on to Rail Gaddi and right. shit. So. so I go to like some of the older kind of kids that I grew up with, right? That yeah. I look up to as older brothers and sisters. Uh, they are the ones who are more into that sound yeah, right yeah. at that point and so part of it was experiencing it for the first time there yeah. and then them having the knowledge of it of what song it was and you know other songs that would sound similar or whatever yeah. right this genre this new genre that i'm discovering but they've been exposed to before yeah right? it was the people i grew up around that really so then how do you get a hold that. of music does somebody burn you a disc so okay. i remember that was a big thing in in my high school is i had this white boy's is legit his name was white boy billy he was yep. like this really pretty white boy and this 
asshole was the only one that knew how to burn CDs. And so he would be selling burnt discs, burnt CDs for like five bucks at our high school. And you could ask him for, yo, That's, what do you have new? And he would be my yeah. plug for that shit. So when it came to my earliest ex- yeah. experiences, I would say that I had to ask these older siblings that I grew yeah. up around to burn me CDs. Yeah. Uh, or actually, it wasn't even CDs yet. Oh, it was they were, It was on cassette tapes. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. So somebody gave me one of their old cassette tapes with, yeah. like, Beanie Man back in the day, like, Sim Sima, yeah. who, who got, got the, the keys, keys to the Bima? Right? <laughs> then, you know, there's a P. Diddy or Puff Daddy song on, on it. There's a yeah. Biggie song out there. Yeah. There's Mo Money, Mo Problems, yeah, which is yeah. what I was really looking for, right? Which yeah. And why they gave me that that mixtape, literally a mixtape, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that's what I had to do. I had to shit. resort to that. And then eventually... I saved up enough money and allowance, birthday yeah. money, whatever, to buy myself like these, these this CDs big and no no not and CDs and cassettes, cassettes. The, this speaker system oh, for my big room, speaker system, yeah. right? And the main reason I bought that speaker system, yeah, was because it came with like this fifteen foot headphone cable. Oh shit! Right. So That's I could be sitting anywhere in my room with my headphones on That's because lit. let me tell you, listening to hip hop in my house at that time was a taboo. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, what is this? Why are they saying oh, these dude, things, so et cetera, many right? Passwords. Oh my god. Yeah. So I it, couldn't play the Tupac cassette anywhere. Could it? It was right? so so vulgar. So the first, like the, that mixtape, I had a Walkman. Yeah. That I would yeah. listen to right with my headphones or whatever. That was a godsend. But yeah. That broke. Yeah. That broke at some point. Yeah. It did. Right. <laughs> Um, and then we had this evolution into CDs, yep. right? And this is actually an interesting part of my life that I constantly forget about. Yeah, We were randomly, my, my family and I, we were randomly out one time. I don't remember where exactly now. Yeah. But we ended up meeting this elderly white couple. Yeah. Really nice. Really welcoming. Uh, they actually, like, we met them out in public randomly. Like, I don't know if it was a mall yeah. or what, right? Some store. Yeah. Um, and they... But, you know, my parents just got to talking to them and they ended up inviting us over for coffee. Yeah. Right? Or they don't know that we drink job but like, yeah. you know, or tea, but yeah. <laughs> you know, they invited us over. Yeah. Um, and he turned out, the guy turned out to be an old record label executive. Like a, no he's a retired way. record label executive oh, for, I forget which, which uh, label though. Wow. So we go to his house. And he's yeah, he just turns to me trying to, you know, I'm the only kid there, right? So yeah. he's trying to entertain me as well. And he goes, are you into music? Do you like music? I said, yeah, I love music. Yeah. I said, oh, come with me. So I follow him into this room. Yeah. And he's literally just got stacks and stacks and stacks of unopened CDs. Wow. Right? Like, I'm sure it's stuff that he's gotten because yeah. of his work, but uh, just stuff, like, it looked like a, a, yeah. a CD store. Yeah. Right? That's Obviously, but, but it wasn't organized. Yeah. So he's like, listen, I'm going to go entertain your parents for a while. Go crazy. Go look for whatever albums you want. Shit. If there's anything you, you're interested in looking at or listening to, I just grab it. Wow. Whatever you want, it's yours. That's fucking amazing. And I'm like, the good sense of me is like, I can't take that many. Yeah, your parents right? have taught you better <laughs> yeah. to take more than three. Right. <laughs> yeah. You walk Shout out, out with a basket, <laughs> like 70. Yeah, like suitcases full or something. Like, I, I probably could have if I wanted to, but... No, yeah, like I just thought I never like, knew that it was like a, a nice gesture for them to offer this to me, yeah. or this guy to like be like that, right? Like I'm a strange yeah, yeah. kid. Like he just met me like 20 minutes ago, right? Yeah. Um. That's so wild. he, I remember grabbing like a bunch of different CDs, like different genres, right? Yeah. And one of them was for a soundtrack for this uh, movie called Trippin'. 
Okay. And it was like, I, I never saw the movie. I've never but I listened to the, the soundtrack over and over really? and over and okay. over. Right? So like... Was it a hip-hop soundtrack? It or? was hip-hop. Oh, okay. Purely hip-hop, okay, right? Gotcha. Um, I'm sure we could find it somewhere yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Now, there are other CDs that I picked up, like other genres, but yeah. hip-hop was the one that really resonated with me. Yeah. But I did get into other types of music around that time too, right? Like gotcha. Ricky Martin was huge back then. Yeah. So that like whole Latin sound, different instruments, that different yeah. energy, like that was that was a big thing, yeah. right? Reggae was a big thing back back then, and also like Beanie Man and uh, yeah. Bob Marley, right? Bob, Bob Marley was such a big thing. I didn't really get into Bob Marley that early on. Yeah, I think that was a little bit before our time, right? Yeah, it was. It was. So, it was. Uh, yeah. So from there, it just be like a similar story to what you shared. Yeah. When I was in school, I had a uh, so I used to play drums, right, in band, yeah. and. One of the other drummers in band was a good friend of mine. Were you in marching band? No, no, this is regular performance band. I was like, in a marching band too. <laughs> I just played the, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I used to play the clarinet. It's probably something we'll admit this. I don't need to admit this. <laughs> We're definitely leaving this in there now. <laughs> you were in a marching band. In a marching band playing the clarinet. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was very tech savvy at this point. Like I had a really old computer. Like, mm-hmm. my parents didn't feel like we, I needed a computer for other than schoolwork. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, this friend of mine, he all tech-savvy, burning CDs left and right and all this yeah. stuff. Uh, he didn't share my same interest in that genre. Yeah. Like he had some knowledge of it. But he, uh, I was like, hey, man, if I pay you, like, five bucks, five bucks. can yeah. you burn me a CD? I'll give you the list of songs to put on there. Yeah. Right? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll download them and put them on. Right, so like this was like the age of like Napster and all that, right? Yeah, LimeWire. LimeWire. Well, I, yeah, around the same time, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never used LimeWire. I switched. Oh, from, I was so heavy on LimeWire. Yeah, man. I used to use Napster, and then I when that went down, I switched to uh, Kazaa. Kazaa. Yeah. yeah, I had that too. That was there were some others too, like BearShare, Morpheus, Bear and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There were some <laughs> so other many. file sharing uh, yeah. sites and all that, but. Uh, once I was able, like, he was the one who was burning all those CDs for me, and I had my CD player, my yeah. headphones, taking school every single day, yeah. had to make sure it was charged every had single day or whatever. a cassette deck for your, for your dad's car, where, like, you put the cassette in, but and, it's but connected it with a wire yep. to a CD player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? So I used to sit in my room with this 15-foot headphone wire listening yeah. to these CDs now, yeah. right? But, like, still doing it on, on the low, Right? My parents don't know I'm listening to this stuff, but yeah, you know, like my, my parents are somewhat cool. Like they yeah. get it, right? <laughs> uh, they understand certain things, like, especially like this idea of being able to listen to stuff that has curses in it, right? Yeah. Profanity, that's the biggest thing vulgar. to protect us. Yeah, from. that was the main reason it was taboo. Yeah, right, one hundred percent. And I think one time I'm listening to something. I'm sitting in my room. My headphones are on, pretty far from my uh, stereo. Yeah, and my mom walks in. She unplugs and it. <laughs> she doesn't unplug it. I think she like doesn't see it and runs into it, so it unplugs. <laughs> but it unplugs, and so as soon as that happens, it starts playing through the speakers. Oh right? shit! And I didn't know the speakers were that loud. Yeah, yeah. Until that plug came out. Oh my god! What was playing? It was this trip and soundtrack. Oh shit! Yeah, and he, uh, she's like, "What is this?" Keyboard that man, like, what is this gun? Right, like, what is this shit? Like. Yeah. I, I'm at You're a loss. Shook. I'm shook yeah. as fuck, right? I don't know how to respond to this. Like, how do I explain hip hop now? 
but I think over the years, luckily, yeah. like my parents have kind of accommodated to it, and they yeah. understand. Like that's just what people listen to. And my mom's like, my mom's like way to uh, save face in front of her friends or people at the Goldora was like when when she found out I was rapping, she'd be like, "Oh, he's a tarmic rapper. You know, he raps about good things." <laughs> Like, she didn't want to admit that I was just a rapper. She'd be like, yeah. oh, he's a Tharmic rapper. I was like, oh, okay, cool, man. Whatever floats your boat. So for the listeners out there who don't know what a Tharmic rapper is, you want to explain that? Oh, it just, just meant that it was like I was... How do you explain that? Like, you were religious-minded. Religious-minded. In terms minded. of your content. Yes, yeah. Socially, politically charged music that applied specifically to the Sikh community. Yeah. And those were a lot of the stuff that I was making. And so how was that, like, received by people when she would say that? Like, what was the stigma people around People would just that? be like, ah, uh, oh, cool. So, like, people <laughs> just had no idea what that was. The, yeah, they don't know what the hell. I mean, this be- is like... Because that was such a new thing. It, yeah. it or hip-hop exist. in general for them was probably, like, a yeah, new concept, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, where are you now in terms of hip-hop? Like, in terms of hip-hop, it's just, it's in my... It's a, it runs through my blood, man. It runs through my veins. Yeah. Like it's 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 a culture that I'm heavily a part of. It's sad to see some of that culture become pop culture because, like, I feel like it's lost its touch and its exclusivity. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be inclusive of everything, but it's sad to see, you know, artists use hip hop um, to try and gain a wider audience, you know, so they kind of dilute what they're making just because they want more mass appeal. Right. Everybody wants to make money. Everybody wants to be famous, whatever. Like, that makes sense. I don't blame them. Like, you know, hip-hop is predominantly a black culture and predominantly, you know, uh, created by blacks. And so, like, if this, if hip-hop is what helps black people get out of this ginormous struggle that they've been going through for the past hundred years, then I'm I'm more than happy for them. I mean, like none of us would have, nobody would have thought hip hop would be as big as it is today. Like hip hop these days is the most popular genre in the world right now. So fucking big. Like it's everywhere. Everyone knows what the fuck hip hop (laughs) is. I just watched Gully Gang and uh, there's a uh, movie. Gully Boy. Gully Boy. No. Oh, yeah, it's called Gully Boy. Sorry, you're right. <laughs> but, yeah, Ranveer Singh came out of this movie yeah. that's about this kid from Mumbai. Executive produced by Nas. Executive produced by Nas. Um, and that movie really captures the essence of, like, how people in India are, have started taking on hip-hop. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing, man. I mean, uh, really happy to see it. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to see so many different like uh, time periods of it. You right. know, it doesn't seem like it, like because we I've been around hip hop now for what twenty years, but um, you get to see it. Like there was the big Jay Z Nas era, then there was a really big era that was like Kanye and the Backpack Kids, right. and like Lupe, uh, Lupe and. Lupe and Kanye and uh, Pharrell and all these guys. And then there was a big uh, era with like Missy Elliott and Timberland and Justin Timberlake and all this stuff. And then then you saw the emergence of... Um, trap. 
saw the emergence of trap music, you know, and like now trap music is so huge. Um, yeah, that was what T.I. Jeezy. There was a time GZ. when Southern hip hop, like a Southern rap, had like a big influence. They had like sort of their shining moment, well, like Lil John and yeah, Ying true. Yang Twins and Chameleonaire and oh, man. Uh, Paul Wall and like, you know. That's true. DJ Khaled is at his emergence started around that time as well. Yeah. Right? Like the Terror Squad and uh, was East Coast the had the their best, shining yeah. moments with like Ja Rule, Ashanti, Fat yeah. Show, Big L, things like that. And then. Now we're seeing the same thing come up. I mean, West Coast obviously had it too. Yeah. We're seeing the same thing come up now in Canada, specifically like Toronto. Toronto has like their shining moment right Right? now. Yeah. Like Like, I think most of the content that we consume in terms of hip hop or R&B today is coming out of Toronto. Yeah. Now, but but you're seeing like. And the style has been influenced based on the artists that have come out of Toronto. That's true. The Weeknd, Drake, like these styles are now being mimicked in other parts of the world or yeah. other parts of the country. But a lot of like Atlanta rappers are big now too, you know, like Migos is They have their own sound. Few, yeah. yeah. But you know, they 21 Savage, right, they all right. kind of have similar sounds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, yeah. Hip hop is like so it's embedded so deep in who I am. Yeah. Um, and I love it. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like honestly, it saved my life. Yeah, like I, mean, I know there was a there used to be a song Lupe came out a song hip hop saved my life and I was like this is my fucking song like yeah. hip hop literally did save my life. I think I maybe like three Lupe songs total. Yo, I have the whole food and liquor the whole album memorized. Really? Any day? Yeah. I remember. Uh, so my interest as I got older became yeah. from going from playing instruments to producing music. Oh yeah. So I had the opportunity in high school to switch from band to music technology, which was the the software and all the uh, instruments that you would need to learn and use in order to produce music. So like the MIDI, we didn't MIDI have that. Com- yeah, yeah. So it was it was cool. That's was, really cool. Yeah, I think they had only started it a few years before, and so I was like, yo, I really want to do this. That's really sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like some amazing drummer or anything, right? Yeah. Like I also was trying to pick up the saxophone while I was a drummer, and I just I don't know, I just didn't want to follow through with it because yeah. I felt like I want to start producing music. And I think that's a, that's yeah. a more interesting side of, of music for me, uh, to be able to curate and create your own sound. Yeah. Um, so I learned how to do that, this old software that doesn't even exist anymore called Digital Performer. And it was great. Like I yeah. learned it and I I came up with some pretty decent stuff at the time and I wish I still had it all because yeah. it would have been cool to look back on, but so I don't even know where that all went. But Shit. Um, then my focus kind of shifted. I mean, my interests are still in production. I don't do any production now, but I would love to yeah. get, try to get back into it. But uh, my interests have now developed more towards the business side of music, right? Yeah. Um, over the last decade or so, I've been studying the industry, record labels and uh, distribution, how, how all of that works and yeah. where it is and how it's been kind of progressing over time and evolving as well. Um, so now one of the things I've learned by being involved with music is how to talk to musicians artists yeah. and how to network within that world right thing, and i think yeah. that's how you and i technically or originally became friends or right. we like became so close was because we bonded over this yeah i this notion of music be, bringing people together yeah, yeah right like today because i'm business-minded in terms of music in a lot of ways when i meet people right mm-hmm. artists musicians producers whoever it is yeah. I know how to talk to them. Right. I know how and to approach you, them. Yeah, because right? you have such a genuine interest in music. Right. 
you have com- common ground, you have commonality, and right. you know what to talk about. You have, you know, like m- when people usually talk to a producer, they don't really know what to ask right. because there's like, oh, you're a producer. Cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything. What, like, what, what is my so, follow-up so question? So software do you use? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, you have genuine interest yeah. because you've been in and around it so much. You, you know, there's so much uh, stuff to talk about. Yeah, I, I think I'm in a similar boat, right? In yeah. terms of what you were mentioning earlier, how it's it graded you and it's in your blood. I think it defines me, right? In a lot of ways, like... 100%. I'm one of those people, like, if I care about you, I'll send you music. Yeah. Like, that's how you know that I care about you as yeah. a person, right? Well, I do know you care about me because you send me all new music. <laughs> Not only that, I have your... I run your SoundCloud account. You do run my SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> um, all my new music comes from Summit. Yeah. But yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm glad we got to talk about our sort of love for hip-hop and like our origin stories to a certain extent yeah that's amazing because like we don't talk about that a lot we, i mean we don't talk about it but i think we both share our interest in music and music in general yeah right like w- one of the things i love doing and this started in college was starting to spread music and creating a group on facebook yeah. that would uh, allow people to share whatever new music they find because at this point in my life people are coming to me asking me for music yeah. You know, what's new? I need to hear something new. And I was always on top of it because that was part of my interest, right? So it got to a point where I said, okay, I want to, I, I enjoy sharing stuff that I find because I think it allows yeah. for people to kind of share what I'm feeling based on what I'm listening to, right? 100%. Right? So even till today, yeah. I do that, right? I'll post yeah. on my Instagram story, I share my playlist yeah. on, you know, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music yeah, yeah, yeah. for this reason that I, you're sharing your mood. You're sharing. I'm giving people a piece of me, really. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like I could speak. Even though music. you didn't create it, like you right. relate to it so much. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're a part of it, and uh, and you share that. Yeah. Which is, I guess that's the that's what makes people like me and you different. There's a lot of people out there like that. We have trouble expressing things we're going through or how we're feeling in just words like you know like yo i'm feeling down or whatever instead we listen to music or we share music or you know yeah. whatever i definitely do that a lot like you know yeah i'll put up snaps of me singing a song or something and like for <laughs> we gotta talk about that at yeah. some point <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that's how that's my way of saying to the world this is what i'm feeling right now you know what i mean yeah and I think yeah. I, I think over the years, like similar to what you said, like I think it's like a lot of people come to us, yeah, to, about music, to talk about music, to look for music, whatever it is, right? Uh-huh. And if we have what they're looking for, yeah, it's just an extension of ourselves that we're giving to them, right? One hundred percent. Man, I could honestly talk about this topic we for, hours hours for hours and hours and hours. And yeah. <laughs> those of you in the music world that I'm close to know yeah. that I could do this and yeah. probably get sick of it after a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, like this we'll is save we'll save this for later. We'll, we'll probably pick it up uh, maybe for another episode. Right. Um, maybe talk about some other aspects of music. Like maybe next time we could talk more about industry specifically or performing or. Whatever it is, or what right. it's like to have artist friends. Yeah, and we'll try to have some of these people on the podcast yeah. as well, share their experiences and their 100%. stories as well. So yeah, we'll wrap this up for now. Thank you all for listening to yet another podcast. Thanks for listening to yet another episode. Uh, we will catch you guys next time. Thanks for always listening. <laughs>